Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Reach the Horizon, the official podcast of the Horizon League. Your number one source for all of the Horizon League's top headlines. Here's your host, Justin Kinner. Welcome in. Reach the Horizon, the official podcast of the Horizon League. I'm your host, Justin Kinner. How are all of you? Thank you for tuning in and hanging out with us here for the next 20 minutes or so. Our guest here today is going to be Jordan Burnfield. If that name sounds familiar, well, it should. Jordan Burnfield, of course, with ESPN, has been broadcasting all of the Horizon League games on ESPN for the last couple of seasons, and we're excited to have him on the podcast. We'll get to that momentarily. The schedule for the 2019-2020 ESPN televised games is officially out and it's a good one of course we all know that during the horizon league season you will be able to catch horizon league action every friday night on the espn networks either espn 2 or espnu and of course, we all know you can catch every Horizon League game on ESPN+. Plus. So make sure you're taking advantage of those opportunities. But what I love about the ESPN2 and ESPNU opportunities is the national exposure that this conference is going to be able to get. And throughout that exposure, the Horizon League being able to put on display the top matchups in the Horizon League every Friday night, that is going to be key for this conference's success moving forward. Let's take a look at some of the key dates, all right? On ESPN2, Friday, January 10th, you'll have Northern Kentucky at the UIC Flames. Again, two teams that a lot of question marks. The Flames really kind of turned it around last year. They were kind of that wild card team right there in the mix of things that really could have thrown a wrench in how that Horizon League tournament ended up coming about, or at least turning out, I should say. They were a wrench in the sides for a lot of teams, including the Wright State Raiders, who ultimately went on to the Horizon League championship game against Northern Kentucky. Ultimately, Northern Kentucky outlasted Wright State and moved on to the NCAA tournament for the second time in the last three years. On February 14th, again, these are the ESPN2 games. February 14th, you'll have the UIC Flames at the Wright State Raiders. Remember how this matchup went last year. There was a chance where UIC almost fouled out their entire team, or at least their whole bench. There was a chance there where they almost had to take on the Raiders with only four guys. We're going to talk about that with Jordan Burnfield. It'll be a rematch of that game from a year ago that ultimately led to the UIC Flames hitting a game-winning shot at the buzzer. It was one of the best games of the season, and it was a heck of a way to tip off the 2018-2019 season last year. And we're looking forward to that mid-February matchup between the Flames and the Raiders on ESPN2. As far as ESPNU is concerned, on January 3rd, again, you will see either the UIC Flames at the Green Bay Phoenix or the Wright State Raiders at Oakland. Again, two matchups right there. And again, it's a wild card. Again, you're going to choose one of those two matchups. And I think a lot of that's going to depend basically how all four of these teams perform in the non-conference portion of the schedule. We'll talk about the preseason polls in weeks to come whenever we get closer to that point, but I think it's safe to say the teams that you expect to be at the top, of course, the UIC Flames as they continue to build and get better each and every year. Green Bay trying to build on what they were able to accomplish last season. Again, went on a deeper tournament run in the postseason than some had anticipated. The Oakland Golden Grizzlies, Coach Campy, does a fantastic job there, and you can never rule 
them out. And Wright State playing at Oakland. Wright State most likely will be one of the top two teams when the preseason poll comes out. They're going to be tested on the road at Oakland. So you will either see on January 3rd the Flames at Green Bay or Wright State at Oakland. And that'll be a wild card uh, rule right there. So we will find out which of those two matchups will actually take place on ESPNU, which of the better matchups uh, will determine that later. January 24th, you will see, again, this is the ESPNU schedule, Northern Kentucky, last year's Horizon League championship team, at least in the tournament, going up against the regular season Horizon League champion, the Wright State Raiders. It'll be a rematch of the Horizon League men's basketball championship game from a year ago, and it'll be held on January 24th, a Friday night matchup, Northern Kentucky at Wright State. That's going to be a good one. That rivalry right now is pretty much at the top of the Horizon League as far as one of the funnest rivalries in the conference. Uh, I mean, you could debate what is the best rivalry in the conference, but if I had a vote, I would vote as Wright State and Northern Kentucky. Uh, I mean, about an hour separates both programs, and Northern Kentucky brings always a huge crowd to the Nutter Center every year. Wright State always sends a large crowd to Northern Kentucky. It's a tremendous matchup, and I'm, I'm, I'm pumped that that's going to be a matchup that you will see on January 24th on ESPN you friday january 31st again another wild card matchup you will either have northern kentucky at green bay or oakland at detroit again that'll determine which of those matchups uh has a bigger meaning at that point of the season again we're talking late january heading into the final month of conference play and then on friday february 28th that matchup that'll be featured on espnu will be the wright state raiders at northern kentucky so again you'll see wright state at northern kentucky on february 28th and Northern Kentucky at Wright State on January 24th. So about a month separation between both of those matchups. Both of them will be featured on ESPNU, and you'll get to see both teams playing on the road, and that's going to be an interesting matchup there. And what I like about that is that's towards the end of the season. Those two teams most likely will be battling it out for the top spot in the conference, and it will all come down to that, and you'll be able to watch it on ESPNU. Just a reminder that the theme for games on Friday night will be anything can happen on Friday. And I'm telling you, it's not a lie. Anything can happen on Friday. And as we talked about earlier, that matchup between Wright State and UIC, the game winning buzzer, uh, the game, you know, the buzzer, the buzzer beater, the game winning shot that the Flames had at Wright State last year to tip off ESPN uh, Horizon League games. That was the tone setter for how entertaining the rest of the season ultimately ended up being. In 2018-2019, the average margin of victory was five points. All right? So when we say anything can happen on Friday, anything can happen. As we mentioned, the matchups are tight, they're close, and they're entertaining. Also in 2018-2019, five of the six games ended as a two-possession or less game. And in addition, of the two wildcard games this season to ensure the best matchups possible. Being a listener of the Reach the Horizon podcast has its benefits, including exclusive access to tickets to the Horizon League Basketball Championships. To thank you for listening, save $5 per ticket by using the code HLPODCAST at your checkout. Again, visit HorizonLeague.com and use the code HLPODCAST at checkout. I look forward to seeing you in Indianapolis. All right, enough of me. Let's get to our guest, Jordan Burnfield with ESPN. You will see and hear him on the call every Friday night beginning in January, bringing you Horizon League basketball every Friday night between ESPNU and ESPN2. We just went through the rundown. We just highlighted all the top matchups that you will be seeing on ESPNU and ESPN2 throughout the Horizon League portion of the season, and we're excited to get to our conversation with Jordan Burnfield. We had a great conversation. We talked about his journey to becoming the ESPN voice of 
the Horizon League on Friday nights. We talked about a lot of the great stories that have fallen under the umbrella of the Horizon League. Guys like Drew McDonald, who have graduated and moved on from Northern Kentucky, but was a part of the historic rise of the Norse program after becoming a Division One and official Division One school years ago and making it to the NCAA tournament two of the last three years. We'll talk about Wright State Raiders, Loudon Love, the great the, the journey that he had coming from high school, being looked at as almost a football player, to become now uh, to becoming now one of the top basketball players in the conference. We'll get to all of that with Jordan Burnfield. Here's Jordan Burnfield, our guest this week on Reach the Horizon, the official podcast of the Horizon League. ESPN's Jordan Burnfield with us here. Jordan, welcome in. How are you? I'm doing great, Justin. How are you? Really good, man. I'm excited to have you on the podcast with us. And before we go any further, again, I think a lot of Horizon League basketball fans are familiar with your work, uh, uh, familiar with your name, of course. You've been calling Horizon League basketball on ESPN uh, for a few years now. So just real quick, if you can, before we get started in, in diving into this ESPN schedule for the conference, tell everyone a little bit about yourself, how you got involved with ESPN, and how it all came about that you are the Horizon League voice on ESPN every Friday night. Yeah, so uh, I started with ESPN. This will be season five doing uh, college basketball and other sports to them and I'm very lucky to be able to do it and uh, you know I started out in radio in Chicago for almost a decade and uh, as I was working in radio I was still calling games on the side and in fact I got my start really professionally doing games in the Horizon League uh, first at UIC gosh this has got to be now about 10 years ago almost, and then with Loyola Chicago when they were in the Horizon League. And so having two Horizon League teams in the city of Chicago where I live was really uh, great for me to be indoctrinated sort of into the Horizon League culture and understand some of the rivalries and the games and the teams. And uh, from there, um, when I got hired at ESPN, they asked me if I would be interested in doing the Horizon League package, and I was thrilled uh, to be able to make that transition, having the familiarity that I already did uh, with the teams and with those games. And, and I have to say that it has been such a pleasure um, and an honor, frankly, to be calling the games in this league because I think that you'll probably notice that uh, every Friday night when we're on, Brooke Weisbrod, my partner, and I have such a fun time doing it. I think you can probably see that enthusiasm um, coming from both of us because the games every week just deliver there there's so much fun we've had so many close games uh last year we had the great buzzer beater between uic and wright state um i mean it's just been so much fun to be a part of these things and uh you know i'm looking forward to many more seasons i hope you know it's interesting i said this on the first podcast i put out that you know, I get it, mid-major basketball, that's put on the back burner for a lot of, you know, basketball fans out there. But the diehard basketball fans, what I always like to talk with them about is, you know, you could say what you want about mid-major basketball, but I feel like those teams mean more to those fan bases than maybe, uh, and I want to say more than a Duke or North Carolina. My point being is that, like, I, I use Zion Williamson as an example. How close did that fan base really get with Zion? It was exciting. It was a fun ride. But before you could say goodbye, it was time to say hello. Think about Northern Kentucky. You got four years of Drew McDonald. All right, you know what I mean. You get to experience that player. That's what I love about mid-major basketball is just the intimacy between the fan base and the players that you watch come in as young men, uh, as young boys and girls, and leave men and women. I think that's the, my favorite part about it: the emotional side of watching these kids grow for three or four years with their respective teams. Yeah, 
Yeah, Justin, I think it's a great point. And, and truly what I love is in my role as a play-by-play announcer is to be able to tell stories about kids that otherwise probably wouldn't have their stories told on a national level. You know, guys like you are talking about mid-major basketball on your programs, which is great. But I think for the national audience, they don't know Loud and Love unless we tell you the story of Loud and Love. They don't know Drew McDonald unless we tell you the story of Drew McDonald. And guys like that, you know, when you're able to tell those stories and kind of present the teams and the fan bases and that love that you mentioned uh, to a national audience really is exciting for us because, listen, I mean, it's there. I came from a, a high school. I, I went to Syracuse, and, you know, basketball is a huge deal there, and when you're up there, it's a, it's a big part of the culture um, of that city and of, of the state of New York, frankly. But, you know, I really have loved being a part of mid-major basketball for those reasons that you mentioned. And, and I really hope that, you know, wherever my career goes in the future, that I'll still be able to be a part of this scene because I think that there's something really resonant uh, with the fan bases about, you know, having mid-major teams getting the coverage that they do now and being able to present stories about these kids and these players. And like you said, when they're four-year guys which and girls, which many of these players are, um, you know, you get to know them and you feel like they're really a part of your everyday uh, for a long period of time. So that's really special, and, and we really love being a part of it. Now, we've mentioned, uh, obviously, Drew McDonald, who's graduated, moved on from Northern Kentucky. You just mentioned Loud and Love. And, I, you know, I work closely with Wright State being here in Dayton. I watch Loud and Love come in as, and I'm being, you know, exaggerating the weight here, but a 500-pound lineman basically coming in. I'm like, that's a basketball <laughs> player? And to watch how just freakishly built he is now, I've never seen someone turn it around so quickly. That's one of those feel-good success stories that you were kind of alluding to. Uh, but, yeah, getting to tell those stories, that has to be the fun part of it because then, you know, and that's the thing, mid-major basketball fans tune in. You might not know who these players are. There's no household McDonald's All-American names out there, but by you setting the story and introducing these players with their unique stories, then the fans start to connect with these kids and you start to see them regularly throughout the season. I think that's what makes it unique as well. Absolutely. And, you know, you mentioned Loudon. I mean, what a story he is. You know, former uh, offensive lineman, in high school, obviously has the injury at the end of his high school career, has to train his body to be really a basketball first player and went on an incredible diet uh, to put himself into the basketball shape necessary to have success in the Horizon League and then obviously has been able to do so, one of the best players in this league the last couple of seasons. But recovering from the injury, dealing with the family circumstances that he's had, and then just getting to know him a little bit, with the number of Wright State games that we've had, what a nice young man he is, too, right? So, you know, all of these things make these players so compelling, and that's that's really what you love about it when you get to learn these stories about these kids. And then, you know, for me, it's been so much fun uh, to watch the tournament because, as we've seen the last few years, um, you know, with the Motor City Madness and now with it shifting to Indianapolis, like anything can happen in this league, we've seen the lowest seeds reach the championship. We've seen the top seeds advance. And then, honestly, for us, you know, I, Brooke and I are usually texting during the first-round NCAA tournament game for the Horizon League team. You know, we feel like proud cousins, you know, distant cousins, uh, sitting and watching these, <laughs> these players perform because, 
you know, you become so invested in their stories throughout the season that, uh, you know, it'd be great the next time we see a Horizon League team uh, knock off one of the, the big powers. It's really, it's really exciting to get to see them uh, move throughout their careers. Yeah, I remember a few years ago. In fact, it was Northern Kentucky's first year that they were eligible for the NCAA tournament, and uh, McDonald was on that team, and they, they, they made it to the NCAA tournament. They won the Horizon League tournament that year, and I was actually there covering another team that was from the city I'm at. They were playing Wichita State that night, and uh, I'm looking at the schedule. I'm like, oh, man, that's awesome. Northern Kentucky plays Kentucky next. So I stuck around after, and I found myself like really like just pulling for them. I mean, it was a David Goliath story, and I felt good that they were even down only 12 with eight minutes to go in that game. But, no, I know what you're saying, that sense of pride. Like they're not your direct relative, but they're a distant relative, and you still would like to pull for them and watch them succeed. Uh, so those are the things I like about it too as well. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, we we've had we've had so much fun being a part of the the Horizon League, and you know, for me, it's really this league has been such a big part of my career. So yeah, I will always, uh, you know, no matter how long I end up doing the Horizon League, and hopefully it's for many years to come. Uh, even if for one for whatever reason I wasn't broadcasting the Horizon League at some point in the future, I don't think there's ever going to be a year where I'm not going to follow what's going on because you know just. I think, too, for us, you know, being in this league now uh, going on five years, when you get to know the coaches and the players and the administrators and some of the traveling media and all that sort of thing, it's really it's a nice community, and uh, we're happy to be a part of it. Jordan Burnfield, ESPN play-by-play broadcaster uh, for ESPN. Of course, he'll be calling all the Horizon League matchups on ESPNU and ESPN2 every Friday night throughout the conference portion of the season. You mentioned earlier, anything can happen. That's the theme of Friday nights. Horizon League basketball on Friday nights, anything can happen. Uh, and I'm glad you mentioned that that UIC Wright State game from last year. In fact, I remember I was so bummed I couldn't go to that. I had my girlfriend's Christmas party I had to go to. But at the bar that we were at, they had it right up there on the television. Uh, and I'm you know, the only one there just glued to the TV watching it go down. I'm like, I can't believe I'm missing that game. But that was a that was a fantastic game to set the tone for the season, I tell you that much. It was. I mean, listen, I, I know that uh, for your listeners in Dayton, I'm sure that they didn't enjoy the way that game ended, but it really was uh, an amazing uh, game, really, for so many reasons. When you think about the altercation that happened mid-game, UIC is down three players. They're literally down to their last five on the floor in overtime. I mean, if they had had any other player foul out, and then, I, if I recall correctly, they had a couple of guys with four fouls at the time. They literally would have been down to four guys. And Brooke and I were looking at each other. I don't remember if I've ever called a game in which a team didn't have five eligible players to play at any point in the game. So we were really just kind of fascinated by all the different things that went on in that game, the back and forth, the Jordan Blount and Loud and Love going back and forth, and, and Jordan kind of embracing that villain role. And then Travell Washington, you know, a freshman who developed a little bit of a three-point shot as the season went along, but certainly wasn't a guy that you would have expected to take a three-pointer in that spot, you know, gets an open one in the corner and just drills it to win the game. So, uh, you know, that's, that's the thing. I think that what we've seen, certainly there have been a couple of years in recent past where there were clear-cut favorites in the league, whether it was Wright State in Northern Kentucky or whether it was Oakland when they had Kay Felder or uh, Kendrick Nunn and when they had just the kind of talent that you expected them to be near the top of the league. You know, there, there has been sort of this shift where we've seen some of the iconic players in the league graduate, and as a result, 
it has sort of evened out things in the league. And so, you know, I'm really curious now that, you know, Sandy Cohen has graduated and Drew McDonald has graduated, you know, what that means for this league this season. And, you know, I think that it's going to be really interesting with Northern Kentucky bringing in Darren Horn from uh, Texas, where I would imagine he's going to be able to recruit incredibly well. I mean, Scott Nagy's done an amazing job at Wright State um, in his first few years in the league. You know, UIC has been a team that's sort of been on the come, but, you know, they, after last year's big win, um, perhaps didn't finish as well as they'd like to, but their guys are going to be seniors this year. So you kind of wonder um, how things are going to go for them uh, this season. And so I feel like, you know, last year we talked about it being wide open, and I feel like this year it it perhaps may even be uh, just as much so, if not more so, uh, given some of the guys that have graduated. You touched on a lot of the coaching changes and the player turnover, uh, and it's going to lead to a lot of excitement here in 2019. It's a big mystery, a lot of unknown, uh, but as we talked about, anything can happen on Friday nights. Again, Horizon League games on ESPN. Jordan Burnfield will be on the call all season long. A couple of the games that we'll highlight uh, quickly on your way out, Northern Kentucky at UIC. That'll be the first one right there. I'm sorry, that's on, on January 3rd. You'll have UIC at Green Bay or Wright State at Oakland, depending on where those teams kind of are at at that point of the season. Uh, but we talked about UIC at Wright State last year. Jordan, hopefully we'll see the same type of thing there, too. Another good matchup is you'll have that same matchup on February 14th. Wright State at Northern Kentucky, always a good one. Northern Kentucky at Wright State. So a lot of your traditional power matchups from the teams traditionally at the top of the conference. It's it, Again, plenty of great basketball to watch that you're going to be on the call for this season. Yeah, I mean, I'm pumped. I'm really pumped. And actually, I think that when you think about the matchup between UIC and Green Bay that you mentioned, and how about the one that ended our Horizon League slate last year? You know, UIC's winning that game uh, most of the way through. Green Bay comes all the way back. Sandy Cohen, you know, I don't want to say single-handedly because certainly there were some great performances from some of the other guys on that team. Tank Hemphill certainly one of them. But, my gosh, Sandy Cohen was so good down the stretch in that game against UIC last year and helped them stun the Flames uh, at uh, the Credit Union One Arena. And, I mean, if you think about, um, you know, Oakland, when, when we've had a chance to go there several times the last few years, when you get the arena filled with people, for my money, that is one of the best college basketball atmospheres in America. You know, uh, when, you, when you go to Wright State and you see – or when you go to Northern Kentucky – and you see the two of those schools play against each other. And because of the proximity of the two schools being an hour apart, how many fans travel from one campus to the other? I mean, those games are awesome. And we've had such a good time um, being in those atmospheres. And that's, you know, it comes back to what we were saying at the beginning, Justin, that the, the atmospheres of these mid-major games are great because, you know, these people – um, that come out, the fans of these mid-major teams, they're so passionate about it. And uh, we, we we felt so jacked up last year. I remember sitting at that Wright State Northern Kentucky game, seeing all those NKU fans across the way from us, from our broadcast position, and turning to Brooke maybe 15 minutes before the game going, this is awesome. Look at this atmosphere. I mean, we just, we love it. So we're really excited about it. And, uh, you know, I think that the matchups, that that ESPN is going to bring us this year. I think we're going to have a whole lot of fun calling these games again. 
We're so close yet so far away. Practices have officially started at least, so there is that little silver lining right there. We'll have non-conference basketball tipping off for a lot of these teams around the corner. We'll highlight some of those top non-conference matchups uh, here in the coming weeks. All right, Jordan Burnfield, ESPN. You'll hear him and see him every Friday night beginning in January when the Horizon League schedule uh, begins to tip off. We'll have Horizon League basketball every Friday night on ESPN2 or ESPNU, so keep an eye out on that schedule there. Again, Jordan Burnfield, good enough to join us. Make sure you are utilizing the hashtag. Hashtag Friday is HLMBB. Friday is Horizon League men's basketball. Jordan, thanks so much for your time. I'm excited that the season's almost here, and uh, we'll do this again soon. You got it. Anytime, and uh, I wish we could fast forward the calendar. We're ready now. Let's do it. All right, good stuff there. Jordan Burnfield with ESPN. Again, you will see and hear him every Friday night beginning in January as he will be bringing you Horizon League basketball every Friday night between ESPN2 and ESPNU. Anything can happen on Friday. While you wait for the next podcast to drop, stay up to date with the Horizon League. Visit HorizonLeague.com and follow at Horizon League on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Snapchat for news and exclusive behind-the-scenes access. If you would like to submit a cool feature idea for the podcast, you can also do so by reaching out on Twitter, at 1410Kinner. That's my Twitter handle, at 1410Kinner, K-I-N-N-E-R. If there's a certain story that you think would be uh, a perfect story to be highlighted on the podcast, take it advantage of that reach out to uh, reach out on twitter to myself at 1410 kinner k-i-n-n-e-r all right good stuff thank you for tuning in make sure you are telling your friends and family about us if you have friends and family that follow the horizon league make sure that you are getting the word out reach the horizon the official podcast of the horizon league subscribe and download on apple itunes in your apple itunes store and google play store you can also access this podcast at wingam.com which is our station twitter or which is our station website here in dayton ohio or at the horizon league website horizonleague.com they also have it accessible for you there through sound clouds you could download it through there as well a lot of different areas and ways that you can access this podcast so make sure you download and subscribe it and also leave a nice little friendly rating for us tell us how great of a job that we are doing that's all we have for you we'll do this again next wednesday again subscribe and download the reach the horizon podcast and leave us a nice little rating all right next wednesday that's when the next one will be out so make sure you're keeping an eye out for that and until next wednesday this has been the reach the horizon podcast the official podcast of the horizon league